0: I'm going to get into the Word of God and uh, the title of this message today is What is the Kingdom of God? Everybody ask the question, what is the Kingdom of God? I hope you have your composition notebooks. I hope you brought them back from last week. If you didn't, I think there's maybe still some more out in the Lobby area, I'm not sure if we gave them all out, but hopefully you brought your composition notebooks. If you're at home, hopefully you've got some pen and paper, because we're going to give you all kinds of great stuff that you're going to need to remember and go back to. How many last week saw things a little differently than what you've seen before? Anybody? Uh, Several of us did. I know I did. So let's get into this again today, another kind of introductory message. What is the kingdom of God? Everybody say, what? Is... The kingdom of God. All right, if you will stand to your feet for the reading of God's word. And uh, we're going to dive in here. And uh, we're going to go to Matthew 4, 17. You're probably going to hear me say this scripture a lot. Because it's Jesus, one of his first. Anybody need a composition notebook? They're passing them out. If you need one, there's, I I think we have a few more. There's a, a couple down here. We may be out, I'm not sure. Uh, Rosemary over here. So we'll see if they'll, they'll look for it. If you need one, just raise your hand. But Matthew four seventeen. This is Jesus, and this is after he has been baptized in water. This is after he has been forty days in the wilderness, being tried and tested of the of the devil, and he has fasted and he's prayed and he's overcome, and he comes back and his first message is this. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's what we're talking about is the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for discipleship. I am so passionate and I'm so, so on fire, God, ready, God, to, for us to grow. It is a mandate you have given us. You have have put this in my heart. You have given us direction, and I thank you for this. We are going to take this, and we're going to go deeper than we've ever been before. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this blessing. Thank you for the spirit. Thank you for this word. And I pray in Jesus' name you will speak to us now. God, anoint our ears to hear what the spirit is saying. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Hold your Bibles up in whatever form you have, and let's boldly declare, Father, today, this week, by your grace, I'm going to be a doer of your word, and not a hearer only, deceiving my own self. Now, Lord, anoint my ears, anoint my heart, anoint my spirit, my soul, my mind, and my body to receive the truth of your word. In Christ's name I pray, amen, amen, amen. If you've got a green bracelet on, high five somebody if they have one on too. Not give them an air high five. I want to welcome Jack and Peggy Mason. Thanks for joining in online. And for all of you on the online campus, Doug Dunaway, welcome from St. Louis. We're glad you're here. Praise God, praise God. Anybody need a composition notebook, raise your hand. They're coming around with one now. And, uh, and it will give you the opportunity to jot down some notes. So, again, we're just kind of in an introductory sort of setting here. I'm laying the foundation for the series with where we're going with the kingdom of God. Everybody say the kingdom of God. Remember last week we talked about the Old Testament. At the end of the Old Testament, you have 400-year period. And then Jesus comes along and he's got a new message. And he says, hey, I want to get the kingdom of God which is in heaven down on the earth. And we talked at length about that last week. So if you haven't seen last week's message, please go back to it. But here is another introductory message. What is a kingdom? Because the kingdom concept was placed in our hearts by God. God himself is the one that put the whole idea for a kingdom into our hearts and our minds. All kingdoms have several things in common. And I want to kind of flesh that out today. So the first thing you think of when you think of any kingdom, including the kingdom of God, is that there is a king and a lord. There is a sovereign. Everybody say a king. Everybody say a king. There is a king and there is a lord. When you think of kingdom, in order for there to be a kingdom, there automatically implies there has to be a king. The king is the, is the embodiment of the kingdom. He represents its glory. He represents its nature. Authority flows from the king and the word of the king is supreme. And I've got good news for you. You couldn't have chosen a better king when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've got a king who's a perfect gentleman. He is a warrior that will never lose a fight. He is the perfect king that will do anything and everything to help you. He is capable of going beyond the natural to the supernatural. He's not any old king, but Revelation 19:16 says, and on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, watch this, King of Kings. Everybody say, king of kings and Lord of lords man I love that listen King Jesus doesn't need your vote on November 3rd King Jesus doesn't need to hit the campaign trail and hope you vote him back into his kingdom (laughs) you can't vote him out you can't form a coup d'etat and overthrow him listen the devil tried it didn't work I'm talking about a king that can't be overthrown. A king that has never lost and never will. Man, if you're on the king side, that should be that's a good place to shout out a good amen. <laughs> I'm talking about a king that is king. Whether some people like it or not and hopefully all of us in here love it, he is our king. Somebody shout glory. How many of you are glad you're on the side of the king that never can lose? I'm talking about the king that kicked out the devil and one-third of the angels. We don't know how many it was, but it was a lot of them. And I mean, in in the blink of an eye, he said, out, and there they went. Somebody shout amen. Man, when you're on the king's side, you're on the winning side. Glory to God. When you think of a kingdom, you think that every kingdom, including the kingdom of God, has a territory. It has a domain, if you will. And that territory is the domain over which the king exercises total authority. The people and the resources, watch this, are personal property of the king. Let me say it again. The people and the resources are personal property of the king. The king owns all and he is Lord over all. How many shout out a good amen of that? The word, denotes, the word Lord denotes ownership by right. You say, Pastor, I'm not owned by anybody. Oh, yes you are. If you're watching me in... Maybe you're in here and you've never given your life to Jesus. You say, well, Jesus doesn't own me. Nobody does. Yes, somebody does. You're either owned by the devil or you're owned by Jesus. But we are not our own. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, Don't you realize that your body, do like this, say, my body. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, watch this, who lives in you and was given to you by who? God. God. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So watch this. Let me read it another way. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the King's Spirit? Who lives where? The Spirit of Christ... The spirit of the King of kings and the Lord of lords, if you're a believer, lives in you. You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, the blood of Jesus Christ, so you must honor God with your body. Do you realize that the King of the kingdom of God lives inside of you through His Spirit. Do you know what that means? That means that everything the King can do, you can now do. That means that the King who laid hands and raised the dead, that Spirit resides in you and you can lay hands and raise the dead. I'm preaching to somebody. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. The same King who lays hands on the sick and heals them is the same Spirit of the King inside of me that can lay hands on the sick. And they recover. The same king who delivers and sets free from bondage and addiction is the same spirit of the king inside of me that can lay hands and see people free from addiction and bondage. Man, I come to preach to somebody. Do you know who lives inside of you? Woo! Do you know when you're tempted and you say, I can't withstand? Yes, you can. The spirit of the king of the universe, of the kingdom of God lives inside of you. Don't you know who you are? Poke your neighbor and say, do you know who you are? Wow. Is this the Bible I'm preaching? A third thing that you find in every kingdom is a constitution or a royal covenant. Everybody say constitution. Constitution. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. The Constitution is the covenant of a king with his citizenry. And expresses the mind and the will of the king for his kingdom and his citizens. A Constitution, here's what a definition of Constitution is. It is a body of fundamental principles or established precedents according to which a state or other organization is acknowledged to be governed. Guess what? We have a Constitution. We have a constitution in the United States. We're familiar with that. But did you know we have a constitution in the kingdom of God? It's right here. It's called the B I B L E. This word right here is filled with all kinds of guiding principles, all kinds of benefits, all kinds of blessings. This Bible right here, this word is our constitution by which we live. It is our guiding principles. It sets our moral standards. He has given us a constitution that is not with law to bring down and destroy, but life to bring liberty, to bring healing, to bring empowerment. Somebody say, thank God for his constitution. When a judge says something is unconstitutional, what is that judge saying? They are saying, hey, this violates our guiding principles. This violates the basis of our society. This violates everything that we were founded upon. This violates our standard way of doing things. So therefore, it's unconstitutional, so it's out. You hear that in the Supreme Court a lot. If a judge says something is constitutional, they are saying, hey, this lines up with the guiding principles. This lines up with our basis for society, our rule of law, our standard, our measure. Remember, the king sets the standard or sets the rule, right? So, it, so he sets it, and to say something is constitutional means that it's lining up with the constitution. So watch this. I've got another way for us to look at something. Last week we talked about when we sin before God, it's treason against the king and the kingdom. But watch this. When you willfully sin against God's word, you are being unconstitutional. When you break one of the Ten Commandments, Jesus, the judge in heaven, says, You're being unconstitutional. You're not lining up with my constitution and my word. One of the things God dealt with me about is it's very easy. I don't know why it is that we can, in, in, the, in the church, we can support nine of the commandments pretty well. Have no other gods, don't steal, don't murder, and all that. But it seems like keeping the Sabbath day rest is one that we think is, is, is a suggestion from God. But one of the things God dealt with me about when I was on sabbatical is it's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. Somebody say a commandment. So when you decide to just blow through the doors and work seven days a week, God says you're being unconstitutional. It'd be no different than if someone came to me and said, hey, why don't you just go commit adultery on your wife, Dallas? Go ahead go sleep with five other women. In God's eyes, that's no different than breaking the Sabbath day's rest. It's a commandment, folks. Some of you are looking at me like I just started preaching the Koran. If you hate someone, a brother or sister, because they have different color on their skin, or they're another culture, or they're another nationality, or from another nation, they're another creed, they're another culture, they're another color, and you hate them because of that, God says, unconstitutional. Unconstitutional. If you gossip and slander and run down other brothers and sisters in Christ and tell the news on all them and tell what's going on with the latest minister that may have fallen and tell people who have no business knowing what you know and just, oh man, let me tell this one, that one, the other and I'm going to get on the hotline instead of on my knees and pray. I'm going to tell everybody I know on the telephone. God says, unconstitutional. Y'all still like me? When someone lusts after someone that is not their spouse, God says unconstitutional. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, you've heard of them of old. If you commit adultery, man, that's sin. But I'll tell you what, you look at somebody from the opposite sex, or if you're homosexual of the same sex, and you lust after them in your heart, guess what? That's sin. And oh, by the way, so is homosexuality. When someone gossips, when someone does these things, they are sinning before God and it is unconstitutional. Why? It violates our constitution. I'm trying to teach somebody what the kingdom of God is. Our sin is not a mistake. Our sin is not something you brush under the rug. It is unconstitutional and it is treason. We've got to get back to being constitutional. Somebody say amen. Man, if some lady, sir, says, Hey, why don't you go to bed with me, say, Oh, I can't, it's unconstitutional. I'm serious. Lady, if some guy says, Hey, why don't you come spend the night with me, say, oh, I can't. It's unconstitutional. Hey brother, let me tell you about the latest ministry and the minister and all the rumors going around about the big ministry right now that just fell. Let me tell you about it. I say, no, I can't hear that. Why not? Because it's unconstitutional. My ears can't hear that stuff. Man, I'm preaching to somebody. It's against the kingdom of God. But let me tell you, let me just tell you what Scott Gilbert did. I can't hear that about it. Well, now can't you hear it? I can tell you. No, I can't hear all that because it's unconstitutional. If it's not good, I can't hear it. It violates my constitution by which I live. Man, I'm preaching to somebody today. Hallelujah. Are you being unconstitutional? Are you being unconstitutional in your thoughts? If we were able to take your thoughts, oh, I'm going somewhere dangerous now. If we could take your thoughts and transpose them on this screen and let all of us see your thoughts all week, would we all say, brother, sister, you were very unconstitutional this week? Are your words unconstitutional? Are your actions unconstitutional? Is this okay? Do we want to hear what the word has to say? You also have citizenry. Everybody say citizens. The citizenry is the people who live under the rule of the king. That's you and I. Poke your neighbor and say that's me. Citizenship in the kingdom is not a right, but a privilege and the choice of the king. It's the king's choice. So watch this. The benefits and the privileges of a kingdom are only accessible to the citizens, and therefore the favor of the king is always a privilege. You say, man, I want to see it. I showed it to you last week. Let me hit it again. Philippians 3.20. Watch what it says. But our what? Our citizenship what? Is in heaven. As we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, but pastor, I'm a citizen of the United States on earth. Yes, you live in the United States, but you're really a citizen where? Heaven, in the kingdom of God. You are a citizen in the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. You're going to like what that means here in just a minute because I'm really going to flesh that out. So once you give your life to Jesus Christ, once you enter a relationship with Jesus, once you get saved, so to speak, once you get born again into the kingdom of God, watch this, you become a citizen of kingdom and all the rights of citizenship are now at your pleasure. Man, and wait till I start fleshing out what all that means. Here's one thing it means. You Ready? The king is obligated to care for <laughs> and protect all his citizens. So who's in charge of your protection? Who's in charge of your care? Even in a world right now where they're saying we're getting ready to have a great depression again. Get ready, that's what they're saying. I don't have to go through great depression cause my king and my kingdom is full. <laughs> he's never depressed, he's never bankrupt. Man, I'm preaching to somebody. I tell you somebody's got to hear where I'm trying to go with this. You say, "Pastor, I don't I don't, you know, I'm I'm lacking right now. I need some help." Well, I got good news for you. You ready? This verse is going to set you free. Philippians 4:19. Here's what it says. It says, "But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in where and glory by Christ Jesus. That means your need being met is not dependent on what's going on in the United States. Or where the failing economies of the world are. God will get from the kingdom of heaven to you what you need. Now those resources are on earth. But he'll use kingdom people to make sure that the needs match up. In other words, if you have a need, who's going to meet the need? King Jesus. Somebody say yes. How do we access those needs? Are you ready? Through tithes and offerings. See, when you hold back on tithes, man, I'm preaching to somebody watching me online right now. Listen, if this is your online church and you're a part of an online campus and this is your church, you should be giving tithes and offerings to this ministry because this is where you're being fed and this is where you're a part Listen to me. When you write out a tithe check, it unlocks the door for the kingdom of heaven to get open the windows of heaven and pour out all you need on earth. Pastor, I don't know about all this tithe stuff. I can't afford to tithe. I can't afford not to. Why would I want to lock the door to the kingdom of heaven? Why would I want to lock myself up from the kingdom of heaven on this earth? Man, I want to give not only tithes, I want to give offerings. Somebody say amen. Amen. The number one goal of a citizen in a kingdom is to submit to the king. Watch this. Wanting to be in right standing with the king. And in in the New Testament Bible, we call this righteousness. What does it mean to be righteous? That means to be in right standing with the king. So watch what Matthew 6.33 says with the lens of what we're looking at. Tell me if this scripture means something different to you now through the eyes of the kingdom of God. But seek first the earth's kingdom. But seek first what? The kingdom of God and His righteousness, right standing with Him. And all these things, food, water, clothing, shelter, shall be added to you. Does it say that if you're really, really good, it might be added to you? It says, and all these things shall. Everybody say, shall. Remember, I said the king's word stands always. The king's word said, if you seek first his kingdom and the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he shall give you the things that you need on earth. Maybe not always what you want, but you will always have what you need. How many, man, is anybody like, yes, yes? Who wouldn't want to serve a king like this? So, watch this. God's financial system, I love this, isn't dependent on Him taxing people at a high rate. God's kingdom, are you ready for this? Never has a recession. He never goes bankrupt. There's never a great depression in the kingdom of God. Man, I'm preaching to somebody. He always has gold back in his money, He's not $27 trillion in debt. He doesn't have a three trillion dollar deficit. My God has all you'll need. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the hills themselves. Let me tell you how big my God is. If you count one star every second the rest of your life, you'll die before you count them all in just this galaxy. But my God knows the number and he knows them by name. My God knows the hairs on your head, how many there are. My God feeds the, the, the sparrows of the forest. Man, I come to preach to somebody and tell you there's no depression and recessions in my God's kingdom he has always got plenty he's always got provision somebody shall glory God's economy is a guaranteed system he owns it all man I'm preaching somebody needs to catch this the other thing you find in every kingdom and in the kingdom of God is a law everybody say law The law constitutes the standards and the principles established by the king, by which his kingdom functions and is maintained. Basically, their laws are based on the constitution. Violation of kingdom law places a person at odds with the king. I won't say that again. You might want to write this down. Violation of kingdom law puts you at odds... With the king. The laws of the kingdom, guess what? Can I just preach for a while? The laws of the kingdom cannot be changed by the citizens. There are no referendums in the kingdom of God. His citizens cannot stand up and say, We're done with this law, get it out. No, he's the king. His laws are not up for debate. His laws are not up for vote. His laws are not, well, kind of, I'll take some and I'll leave some. It's not a Chinese buffet. Give me the sweet and sour chicken. Give me the fried rice, but no egg drop soup for me. When it comes to the kingdom of God, His laws, based on His constitution, are settled. They are secure, and we are to live by them. Somebody say amen. Mine, I'm preaching better than your amen in today. Rebellion against this law is rebellion against the king, and we said last week we called it treason. I better move on to something else because this message is going south quick. What else do you have in every kingdom and kingdom of God? You have privileges. Oh, now you're going to get excited. Careful, Pete. You might run around the church when I get to this one. Are you ready? Trish, look out. Give her room to shout because she's going to want to shout here in just a minute. If you're at home, you better kick the coffee cup to the side because you might have a Holy Ghost shout down and knock it over. You ready? The privileges are the benefits that the king lavishly throws on his citizens. In a kingdom... Citizenship is always desired by the people because once you're in the kingdom, the king is personally responsible for you and all your needs. You become part of the in crowd. So let's see what that looks like. Are you ready? Everybody say, I'm ready. Are you ready? Everybody say, I'm ready. Psalm 68, 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us down with burdens. Is that what that scripture says? Another word for privileges is benefits. I'm about to come unglued. You say, man, serving God is heavy. You're right. It's so heavy with blessings. It's so heavy with benefits. It's so heavy with all the good things that he has for his kingdom. Because he said in his word, blessed be the Lord who daily loads. Everybody say loads. Loads us with benefits. Everybody say benefits. Benefits. The God of our salvation, Selah. Selah, when you see that in the in the Psalms, that means stop, pause, and think about what was just said. That means that our king has loads of benefits on it. Let me ask you something. When you get a job and that job says, you know, here's your pay rate. You say, oh, that's pretty good. Well, let me just tell you. We're going to give you six weeks vacation as a benefit. We're going to give you health insurance as a benefit. We're going to put in Uh, you know 10 percent into your 401k as a benefit man you're going to get labor day off as a benefit you're going to get some time off for holidays as a benefit oh by the way we've got these other benefits for you how many are like yeah i want a job like that i like jobs with benefits listen where do you think jobs got the concept of benefits from Are you ready for some? Psalm 103, 1 through 4. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Why, David, do you want to bless the Lord, O oh your soul? Why do you want to bless Him so much? And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Why, David? Why are you so excited? Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And forget not all His. Do you know when you sign up to be a Christian, to give your life to Jesus, a, a, a citizen of heaven, an ambassador for Christ, when you become a child of God, you get benefits Here's a few who forgives all your iniquities how many want the benefit of forgiveness of sin Who heals all your diseases how many know that there's a benefit called healing who redeems your life from destruction. How many know the devil and sin has taken you one way? God says, I'll not only save you, I'll redeem you from all that and put you back where you started. Man, I'm preaching to somebody. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Listen, when you are sick, Jesus, our King, has a benefit for His citizens in His kingdom called healing. <laughs> Woo! Sickness and disease is illegal. Why would you accept something illegal when you can have a benefit called healing? When you're broke and you don't have two pennies to rub together as my dad would say, a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out. Yeah, I said pee in church. It's okay, we all do it. Listen. When you're broke... Jesus, our King, has a benefit for His citizens in the kingdom called provision. When you're in bondage to something, if you're in bondage to drugs or some other kind of, of supplement or substance, when you're in bondage to some type of sin, lust or whatever it might be, gossip, lying, it doesn't matter. When you're in bondage to something, our King Jesus has a benefit for His citizens called liberty or freedom. Freedom. Man, when your life is broken, when your marriage is broken down, when everything in your life that you put your hands to or that you go after seems to fall down and break, and you think, man, I can't catch a break everywhere I turn, it breaks, nothing's going right. Our King Jesus has a benefit in His kingdom called restoration for His citizens. Man, this kingdom, if you need it, He's got it. There's no other kingdom that will give you the benefits His kingdom will. There's no other where on earth you can go. There's no job to provide what He can give you. There's no money can buy it. I want to tell you, who wouldn't want to be in right standing with a king like this? With the benefits that you have. Somebody shout benefits! With every kingdom, including the kingdom of God, you have code of ethics. A code of ethics is the acceptable conduct of the citizens in the kingdom, like moral standards and social relationships, also in every kingdom. And with the kingdom of God, you have an army. You're going to want to shout on this. Uh The army is the kingdom system of securing its territory and protecting its citizens. So tell me about the army. Listen, with this army, with the army of the kingdom of God, you're talking about the one who's never lost a battle. Not only is he our king that will load us down with benefits, he is the king that will fight our battles for us. 1 Samuel 17 says this way. Verse 45-47, David said to the Philistine, You come against me with a sword and spirit and javelin, in other words, natural weapons, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. The God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. And I'll strike you down and cut off your head. I love that. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know there is a God in Israel. And those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is And He will give you into our hands. Man, when you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, when you're a child of God, you've got Him on your side, you can't lose. But God gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord. Man, I'm preaching to somebody. You can't lose with Him. 2 Chronicles 20, 15-17 He said, listen all of you people of Judah and Jerusalem listen King Jehoshaphat this is what the Lord says who said the Lord do not be afraid, don't be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours but tomorrow march out against them you'll find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz and the end of the valley that opens in the wilderness of Jerusalem God will snitch out the enemy on for you but you will not even need to what? Fight. Take your positions as citizens in the, in the kingdom. As ambassadors. As children of God. Take your position in the kingdom. Stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is what? With you O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow for the Lord is with you. Woo! Look, Cincinnati got him a good quarterback in Joe Burrow. I have no doubts he's going to do great for the Bengals. But as good as he is, he's still going to lose some games. Listen, I want to tell you something. We've got a king who is impossible for him to lose. And when you're in his kingdom, when you're a citizen with him, when you're a king's kid, you can say, hey, you mess with me. (laughs) You messing with my big brother, Jesus. You messing with God the Father, and it ain't going to work out good for you. Amen. I come to tell somebody, you can't lose. Is anybody catching this? You also have in any kingdom, and including the kingdom of God, a commonwealth. Everybody say commonwealth. The commonwealth is the economic system of a kingdom which guarantees its each citizen equal access to financial security. So watch how this plays out in Luke 12. You ready? The Bible says in verse 22 through 23. Then Jesus said to his disciple, therefore I tell you do not worry about your life. Don't worry about stuff. What you'll eat or about your body or what you'll wear, the basic necessities of life. For life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Why did Jesus say that? Well, man, i got to have food and all this stuff. Why did you tell me don't worry about it? Because he answers his own question in verse 31 and 32 in the next few verses down. Luke 12, verse 31 through 32. You ready? You're about to come unglued. But seek his, what? Kingdom and these things will be added to you. Watch verse 32. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father, the King, the King of the universe, the King of glory, the King of heaven, the King of the kingdom of God, has chosen, are you ready? Gladly, joyfully, to give you what? have a God in heaven waiting for you to mess up and get a belt and whip you good we got a daddy in heaven that says man I can't wait to give you the kingdom it brings me joy to bless you with the kingdom it brings a big smile on my face God's in heaven going guys we got a group of people down there give it all to them is anybody hearing this Is this the word of God? You have a social culture in any kingdom and including the kingdom of God. And that's the environment created by the life and manners of the kingdom and its citizens. It's the culture of the kingdom. Watch this. Chick-fil-A has one culture. McDonald's another. Coney Island has one culture or had one. Disney World has another. You, you all know the difference in cultures. There's something better in Chick-fil-A's culture. It's the kingdom of God. So in closing, what are the components of a kingdom? I, I won't get to the, all this today, and it's okay. What are the components of a kingdom? I just want to finish this out. Are you ready? What, what helps the kingdom function? What, what all makes it work? What are these benefits from the kingdom of heaven that come... Through us. Are you ready? A health program. Healing. Did you know God has a health program? Acts 10.38 says, You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed Him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with Him. Listen, sickness and disease is not from God, never was from God, has nothing to do with God. God does not punish His children by giving you sickness. Oh, God doesn't show you good by throwing a disease on you. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Disease and sickness is from the devil. God's health program is perfect healing. You say, show me in Scripture. Okay, well, I'll just show you one. You ready? He took two million Israelites out of Egypt and not one was sick among them. I'm preaching to somebody. He also said that we're healed in the name of Jesus, Acts 3.16. Matthew 4.23-24 says he went about healing all who were sick and diseased at the time. I'm, I'm preaching to somebody. He said in 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes we were healed. Listen, I have a choice. I can get a hold of his health program or the devil's. It's my choice to pick. I don't know about you, but I want his health program. Brother Steve right there chose God's health program. The devil said, you're done. He said, get your family in order. You won't make it to Christmas. Steve said, man, I hear what you're saying. But that ain't God's health program. Uh-uh. God's health program says, I'm going to get healed. I'm going to be well. And here he sits in September, smiling on the row, healed and may help. God, I'm preaching to somebody. Woo. God has an education program. Did you know that? Every society has an education program. God's kingdom has an education program. It's called the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you what? All things. What better educator can you get than the one who created it all? And bring to your remembrance all things I have said to you. In addition to the Holy Spirit, God said, I'm going to put apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers into the church realm. So that they can communicate my teachings for the perfecting of the saints. So that people can work up and to be full maturity in Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians 4, 11 through 12 How many are glad about that? He also has a communication system. I'm going to call it the gifts of the Spirit. A word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, the gift of miracles, the gift of faith, the gifts of healing, the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation and the gift of prophecy. Those are communication systems from the heavenly world of kingdom of God onto this earth. And I for one am praying that we have the gifts of the spirit in operation always in our church. He also has diplomatic cores. That's another function. Ambassadors for Christ, which I'm going to preach about next week. You don't want to miss next week. I'm going to talk about what an ambassador is, how we're an ambassador, what we do, what the message is, all that. I'm going to flesh it all out. He also has a system of administration. Watch this. We are the administration of his kingdom here on earth. He needed some administrators on this earth to administrate his kingdom, so he put us here. Man, I'm preaching. He has an economy, a system of giving and receiving and so forth. So watch this. The king and his domain. Whatever a king rules over is his kingdom or domain. John 1.3 says this. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So whatever God created is his property and the right of creation and everything belongs to him. There are miracles. We're going to stop right there. I'll pick up next week. We are, there are, there, whatever it is you need, God's got it. You and I have a choice today. Man, I sense, I don't know who's watching online and I think somebody in here. Brother Steve, I felt when you, when you shouted, I, I felt the Spirit of God move. We're going to have Brother Steve before the year's over share his testimony. But listen, he had the opportunity to believe and settle for the devil's health program, which is death. Or get God's health program, which is healing and life. And here he sits. With many more years. Brother, your latter years of ministry will be greater than the former. God ain't finished. God ain't even started. What you're going to see God do through your ministry is going to be greater than anything you've ever seen in your ministry before. You ain't seen nothing yet. Man, I feel the gift of prophecy on me. I'm preaching to somebody today. Ethel King right there was dead twice. They pronounced her dead. But somewhere, somehow, somebody in her family, I believe her and maybe in her subconscious, I don't know, said, you know what? I kind of like God's health program better than I like the devil's. And I think I'm going to live a little while and not die. And all them things that the doctors try to pronounce on me I'd never recover I'd be a vegetable my brain would never function all that stuff here she sits and she's well here she sits and she gets a little two-step every now and then I'm telling you she's a walking miracle I'm preaching to somebody I come to somebody I say, do you want the benefits of the kingdom of heaven Do you want healing? (laughs) Do you want provision? Do you want breakthrough? Do you want freedom? Do you want liberty? My God, He's got it all! (laughs) Woo! So here's what we're going to do. They're going to come and, I don't know, play something maybe or whatever, but here's what we're going to do we're going to pray. Oh, I sense the Spirit of God here to heal the sick. We're going to use wisdom. I'm not going to ask you to come down. But if you need a benefit of the kingdom of God, if you need the benefit of healing, I want you to raise your hand right now. Raise it, just leave it up. If you need a benefit of freedom or liberty, raise it up right now. If you need the benefit of provision, I'd like for you to raise your hand right now. Maybe you're here and you say, I need the benefit of salvation, Pastor. Maybe you're online right now and you say, I, I need to I need salvation. You say, maybe I need discipleship. Listen, if you want to be discipled and you're from online, just type in the word disciple in the comment box. And we're going to reach out to you this week. Whatever it is the benefit you need, you're a citizen. Look, look at me real quick and we're going to pray. Please hear me. These are just two introductory messages. God's going to blow our mind where he's taking us with this. Listen, you are children of God. That means everything I have, my kids have access to. If I've got it, they got it. They're my children. You're God's child whatever you need it's yours all you got to do is reach out by faith and say hey, amen I'm a son or a daughter of a king it's mine you are citizens of heaven you have rights and privileges they're yours you're an ambassador for Christ I'm going to talk about that next week the power, the blessing the authority they carry the message they walk with what I'm trying to tell you is it's yours it's ours just like brother Steve it's mine I choose to be healed I choose life I choose provision I choose joy oh man I don't know who you are who is it you're wrapped up in fear anxiety or worry raise your hand right now God's gonna set you free right where you're at raise your hand who are you you have the courage to raise your hand I'm gonna pray for you. In the name of Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth, God has not given you the spirit of fear, Malia or Trish, but a power of love and of sound mind. In the name of Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth, as a child of the King, as a citizen of heaven, receive the peace of the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Woo! Whatever your need is, I want you just to. Maybe you're comfortable and you're physically able enough to just get on your knees and put your elbows on your chair and just begin to pray and receive His benefits right now. There was hands, the whole congregation raised their hands at one or another. Maybe you've got lost loved ones and they need salvation. You pray, me and my household be saved. That's a kingdom benefit. Quit begging God to save your loved one. God already said, you and your household, start claiming it by faith. This is my benefit for being in the kingdom. If you're not physically able to, then just turn your seat into a prayer altar. I want you just to pray right now. Trisha, Malia, don't you doubt. God has set you free. Come on, folks, pray. They're going to sing a little bit. I don't want you to pray. Receive by faith the kingdom benefits of God.